Chapter Five of the Last Egyptian. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Last Egyptian by L. Frank Baum. Chapter Five. A Roll of Papyrus. At daybreak, the dragoman thrust his head stealthily through the arch and looked at Kara's sleeping form with suspicion. He had visited the young man's house in the evening and found him absent and Hatatcha's body also gone. He came again later and once more at midnight, and still Hatatcha's dead form and her grandson's quick one were alike missing. Then the dragoman, wishing to know to what secret place the old woman's remains had been taken, and from which direction Kara returned, and having a fair share of oriental shrewdness, had stretched two threads across the narrow street, one on either side of the arch, and afterward returned to his couch in the house of old Sarah to sleep. Daybreak found him awake and stirring. He discovered both his threads unbroken, yet the young Egyptian was sound asleep within the room. The dragoman scratched his left ear in perplexity and shook his head. Kara was doubtless clever, but his unusual actions led Tadros to believe there was something important afoot, and that matter of the coins and the ancient jewel of old Hatatcha was well worth investigating. He sat down cross-legged in the cool arch and waited. Kara slept on. The girl Nephthys brought the dragoman a cake for his breakfast, silently placed it in his hand, and carried her jar to the river. On her return she paused to allow her master to drink, and then left him again. Tadros lighted a cigarette and smoked it to the end. Then he pushed aside the mat and looked into the room long and steadily. Kara lay like one dead. In some strange manner the lazy one must have exhausted his strength, perhaps in carrying his grandmother's corpse to some far away tomb. Ah, that was the secret place, doubtless, from whence the coins and the jewel had come. Kara must know of it, and therefore it would be well for Tadros to win his confidence. What was that heap of rushes in the corner, and why had they been taken from Hatatcha's former couch? The dragoman was suddenly interested. He unfastened a portion of the mat and crept into the room. Kara did not hear him. Softly he advanced on hands and knees to the corner. He felt among the rushes and drew out a roll of papyrus. For a moment the dragoman sat still, his heart beating wildly. He was a find indeed. He knew of a dozen scholars who would willingly bankrupt themselves to discover a new papyrus roll. He crawled slowly back to the arch and seated himself where a ray of light came between the mat and the grey stones. Here he unrolled the manuscript and examined it eagerly. He did not claim to be much of a student, but he could read hieroglyphics a little and was a judge of ancient picture-writing. Here was doubtless a scroll of great antiquity and value relating incidents of the war of Ramesses against the Kita, and its state of preservation was wonderful. In this place was a list of captives brought back to Thebes. In that was the expense account of the army. Here was told the... Hemph! The sharp, quick cry was followed by a sudden rustle of the rushes, and with a spring like that of a panther, Kara was upon the impudent intruder into his domain. Before Tadros could rise, his assailant was kneeling upon his body, and with lithe, delicate fingers clutching viciously at his throat. The dragoman struggled to free himself, but could not. He tried to breathe, without effect. 
the skin of his bronzed face grew black and his eyes protruded from their sockets with a look of horror and fear seeing this kara's set face suddenly relaxed and lost its look of murderous determination he released his hold of the dragoman and pushed away the mat to allow more air to get to him slowly the other gasping and uttering low moans recovered his breath kara's fingers had left great discoloured blotches upon his neck but that did not matter from certain death he was coming back to life and the transition was one to evoke gratitude and joy life was sweet to the dragoman the sweetest thing he possessed kara standing erect looked down upon him with arms folded in repose and a countenance very thoughtful two reasons had stayed his vengeful hands to murder tadros would get him into trouble with the authorities and so cause him great annoyance at this critical juncture when liberty of action and freedom from espionage was important in the second place his half-formed plans included the use of the dragoman for his own advantage tadros was both clever and well known he would become a good servant when he knew it would further his personal interest to be faithful and so it was best that the dragoman should live for a time he had now almost recovered from the shock of kara's assault and began to grow angry what do you mean you dog by felling me like a wild beast and trying to throttle me he demanded with his first breath what do you mean by stealing into my house and prying into my private affairs returned kara brusquely the dragoman's eyes fell upon the papyrus at his feet and his face changed its expression where did you get it he asked quickly are there more of them is it a tomb or a temple tell me kara tell me all about it the egyptian smiled grimly there are more of them he said look in that corner are fourteen other rolls but whether they came from a tomb or a temple i do not know they are my inheritance from hatatcha where she found them she alone could have told but she carried the secret to the netherworld tadros mused for a time where have they been kept all these years he asked in a tone of disbelief hidden underneath the rushes of her bed i dragged them all out last night as you can see were there any more of the coins a few he showed some in his hand <sighs> the dragoman drew a deep breath you are rich my prince said he fifteen papyri of the ancient days they are worth a fortune in any event how much asked kara amused this one said tadros picking it up and partly unrolling it to glance again at the writing i could sell in cairo for five hundred piastres perhaps a thousand it is wonderfully clear and well preserved you may keep it for yourself said kara tadros stared i will exchange it for the girl nephthys continued the young man coolly for her you have paid to old sarah two hundred and fifty piastres already you must pay a like sum to take the girl away with you and afterward you must pay for her support very well i will relieve you of the burden you will not only save your money but you will get a papyrus worth four times what you have invested tadros frowned and looked glum but the girl is mine he exclaimed and the papyrus is mine returned kara perhaps i could buy two or three like nephthys with it but never mind it shall be yours in the way of exchange tadros moved uneasily and cast a longing glance at the roll i like not this barbaric traffic in womankind he muttered with indecision nor i agreed kara it is sarah who is to blame 
if she has a fat daughter she will want a fat price for her otherwise how can she be recompensed for the girl's keep but five hundred is too much for nephthys i would have to give her mother the other two hundred and fifty piastres myself and you would have the roll by isis tis a bad bargain here let us say no more about it give me the papyrus wait wait cried tadros why are you so unjust in your conclusions the bargain is made no one but a sneaking arab goes back on his word it is as you say replied kara stretching his long arms and yawning but it is a fine papyrus tadros all about the kita and the king rameses i know i know returned the dragoman nervously tucking his prize under his arm come with me at once i will inform sarah of the transfer of my property he rose to his feet a little unsteadily because his throat still hurt him and led the way kara followed quietly in sarah's hovel mother and daughter were weaving upon a rude cane loom see here announced the dragoman this nephthys is too free with her favours and i cannot be coming forever to this forsaken village to look after her besides i must get back to cairo to attend to my business so i have sold the girl to my friend kara here and when he takes her away from you if ever he does he is to pay the other two hundred and fifty piastres i promised sarah seemed surprised but nodded her head cheerfully it is all the same to me she replied if the royal one has the money to satisfy you it is none of my business i am sure an alliance with the descendant of the great atka ra is something to be proud of the girl had broken a thread as she prepared to retie it she glanced from one to the other of the two men with a look of indifference i do not promise to make nephthys a wife said kara slowly although of course it may come to that my plans are not formed for the future but i have acquired the girl in betrothal through my compact with tadros and his rights are hereafter mine she grows plumper every day said sarah glancing at nephthys critically you will seek long my kara before you find a more desirable wife yet i am in no hurry to lose my daughter believe me even for the money she will bring take your time about deciding the matter i will responded kara briefly and now tell me what has become of your grandmother hatatcha i have carried her into the desert to be embalmed and then to avoid further questioning he went away End of chapter 5